Good evening and welcome to MTG Profits. We are up to episode number 15. My name is Devin and I'm joined as always by my co-host Andy. Hey everybody. And uh, today <clears throat> we're going to talk about the Orzov Guild. We've, uh, we've had a little series about uh, picks relating to the, un the currently unreleased guilds and uh, the upcoming uh, in Ravnica Allegiance. Before we get into that, we're going to talk about a little bit of news. But even before that, I wanted just to plug our uh, website once again, uh, mtgprofits.com. Uh, full of juicy content for you guys. It's always sometimes nice to be able to look at something as opposed to just always hearing our melodious voices. <laughs> I know you love it. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Click on the links. You know, we, we also throw in links to the news items that we talk about. So, you know, instead of you having to search for it, we've already searched for it. So go check out the link. And uh, we're going to be having more and more episodes of Arena going on and different styles and formats and decks and all sorts of things. So check those out, too. You can look at those on YouTube or, or look at to the go to MTG Profits and click on the links from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. This week I'm uh, losing my voice a little bit, so bear with me. I'll uh, try to keep uh, <clears throat> try to keep this audible. And um, I think we're going to start off with some uh, news that Andy had uh, had brought to the forefront here, talking a little bit about MTG Arena. Did you want to uh, go sure, over Sure, sure. I, I think this was something that um, was posted by Wizards themselves. This was uh, kind of, uh, I think, end of last week is when it popped up here. You know, there's been uh, a lot of talk about esports and what's coming next for Magic, and we talked about uh, some of these pro tours and the money-making aspect and, and how that all works out. And it seems to me that, you know, Magic is kind of doing a little bit of a, a rebranding. They're going more now uh, for their next chapter, which is, um, what are they calling it again? It's um, uh, the Mythic... Uh, What's it called? MTG. Well, there's MTG Arena, but there's there's I think two new uh, structures for their um, tournament levels. I guess you'd call it. Uh, so tabletop events were formerly called Pro Tours, so now they're going to be called Mythic Championships. Oh goodness. Uh, so there's a, a name change there, and the other one was um, they're really stepping up. Um, uh, MTG Arena, uh, so that's that's going to be more of their uh, digital uh, format there and, and way to, to play. So uh, for MTG Arena, uh, there, you'd be able to actually use that to qualify for some things. Um, what else is going on? Uh, I think that's kind of curious how they'll allow you to qualify using the arena. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how that's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're really pushing hard. I, I think they're, they're they're hoping for some of that esports cash. I think they're, uh, I, I think I think they might be a little bit late to the game in, in this regard. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think this is kind of a desperation move to try to catch up. Yeah. You know, for so for you know they're offering uh, bigger prize pools. They're having all these magic top ranked players coming in. Offering them streamer contracts and uh, money to to to, to compete, uh, they'll be doing profiles of them. It, I I don't know. Like I think it is just kind of a catching up on everything else because when you <laughs> I, I don't know they they're a little late to the game as far as the esports part of it goes. 
And Arena's great, and I think that it's, it's kind of a good platform that they can build off of, but it might be a it's little a tough. Too late. I think it's a little tough, a tough thing. I think they're. Uh, I know they're after some of that Hearthstone money. It's funny Absolutely. they even bring uh, they even bring the pro Hearthstone players in to uh, stream the games of that used to play Magic. The uh, you know the, the Magic players that jumped ship and went to go Hearthstone streaming, and now they're they're like, oh, well, come come play some Magic Arena or or um, you know they're, they're sort of using the I guess uh, the the more higher profile of the uh, Hearthstone players to get people to look at the Magic. Which I guess is not a bad idea, try to bring in people that have not played Magic. Sure. You know, uh, you know I guess it's, I think that's probably their angle, is to, uh, hey, you look at Hearthstone. Look at this. This is a better game than Hearthstone. Check it out. Look at yeah. Hearthstone players yeah. play this, dummies. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, the, I will say, like, and, I, and I've always thought this, and... Um, and this is, you know, again, coming from someone who's played for, you know, my entire adult life, effectively, sure. um, I think Magic's really boring to watch. I, I th- Absolutely. You know, I, I think it's really tough. I think it's going to be a really tough sell. I mean, I, I, I play a lot. I don't play a lot. I used to play a ton. I, I, I play more casually now, but I feel like... I, I, even for me, I, I would not watch a streamed game of Magic. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I don't know. Unless you really had a very entertaining player or host, I, I, I don't know how you'd really make it that exciting know. to watch. It really is very dry to watch. It's like watching, it's probably like watching golf or baseball or something even maybe worse. You know? I don't know if it's worse than those two. Though. I, it, it might be. Golf is so painful to, to watch. I, uh, I don't know. I I really think Magic doesn't have a lot going for it. You know, there's like, there, you know, when you're playing the game, you're only feeling fifty percent of the downtime. You know, you're 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 feeling the downtime on your opponent's turn. When you're watching a game, you're feeling nothing but downtime, and it's pretty freaking dry because you're not connected to the game. You know, you're not you don't care who wins or loses, and you're not paying that much attention. So you'll look away for a moment, you'll talk with somebody, blah, 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 you know, you'll get a sip of drink or something, yeah. and then you go back and you're like, oh, what happened? Oh, geez, oh, I'm not interested anymore. You know, it's like so easy to lose track, and it's so, honestly, not that engaging to begin with. So I, I think, while I can appreciate their, their intent and desire for the e- esports cash, I don't really know how that's going to work out. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me personally as well, bringing in these... Uh, you know, tournament level players and personalities or whatever, it doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, I'm, I granted that maybe they're very smart individuals and they, they apparently, you know, they obviously know how to play well and make good decks and things like that, but I, I don't know how that, that doesn't offer any appeal to me. I don't know their personalities. I, I'm really not going to probably know one from the other. Exactly. It, it, it's not like a, you know, a pro sport you know, basketball or something who have, you know, such star players that are, you know, yeah. that I guess exciting to watch or, or something. It, it's, uh, it is tough. It, it is a tough, you know, it's somebody subject. putting a card on a table or, or someone clicking a mouse button to, you know, perform an action in the game. It, it's not exactly there. There's really, it's not very appealing to watch. And, um, I think it's tough. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a tough sell. 
We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe, maybe. people are gonna love that maybe. shit. Maybe I, but I, you know, I'm but I, I, I can't it. see. I think you know they're gonna throw all this money at it. You know, they're gonna put this these big you know ten million dollar prize pool across digital and tabletop magic. They say more than double that. I also it. like how they don't tell you how much is going to which option either. I bet you it's yeah. gonna be like seven million to arena and like three million to cardboard. Absolutely, and I mean, I, I like the the arena. I think it's a good good platform to go on and build on, and I, I kind of like the idea that me, maybe me, I me too could, could somehow like play, you know, from my my home, and I could somehow compete. Uh, but you know, I I, I don't know. I, I think it's a lot of flash, and I, I don't know if it's really going to amount to anything. Yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see how that unfolds. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think, I don't know. <clears throat> they're, they're trying some new things, and they're trying it with money. Well, one thing I looked at, too, I mean, we we hear about eSports all, all, all quite a bit lately, and even some of these famous eStore personalities are showing up in co- commercials, like Ninja and these other people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think you're ever going to see that with a Magic player uh, <laughs> selling cell phones or something, you know? <laughs> It's just not going to happen. My name is Paolo Vito Demo de Rosa. <laughs> exactly. I, I use Sprint Wireless. <laughs> I, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Oh, and just out of comparison to give people kind of an idea, too. I mean, you look at the prize pools and some of the for the other major esports titles. Oh, so God. just in 2017, uh, a, to- a total prize pool. Across the, this is for five, uh, five major, the five largest esport games came out to seventy-eight million dollars. Holy cow, that is crazy! And that was across the five biggest being. This is twenty seventeen now, a little old, but uh, well, we probably don't have the twenty eighteen numbers yet. So yeah, DOT two, League of Legends, Counter Strike Global Offensive, Years of the Storm. And Call of Duty. Wow, Heroes of the Storm is up there. I didn't realize that yeah, that many people played it. But uh, yeah. the, and the number one, the one with the largest prize pool of all of those, was Defense of the Ancients Two, the DOTA Two. I know they're struggling a little bit. I think to to keep their numbers up. So I think they they use larger prize pool to the prize pool. Uh, to, uh, they had the their... largest prize pool of twenty four million. Wow. It's huge. So we're talking big money on some of these. And, you know, yeah. those are actually sort of exciting to watch. <laughs> they are. Like, if you watch that stuff, if you watch, like, a game of those, you're like, it, stuff's happening. You know, people are shooting each other in, like, these CSGO and things. And, and then, like, in, like, League of Legends, you'll see the buildup or, you know, all of a sudden a big team fight breaks out. And they're like, and the announcers are like, holy shit, shit's going down. You know, you, you, and then, you know, it's just it's just by its nature, it's more exciting. Exactly. Yeah. I can especially see that, you know, something like Call of Duty where there's people running all around shooting and very yeah. fast paced action that, you know, I don't I don't need to know the cards. I don't need to know the strategy. I don't, I don't need to know really anything about it. It's yeah, cool. you understand like, shooting and blasting. Exactly. <laughs> and it looks fun and it's fast. And exactly. It's, it's 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 cool. So, yeah, it appeals more widely. And, you know, honestly, there are way more video game players than there are magic players. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, they just they got that going for them too, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't think it'll ever get to levels like these. Yeah. But I mean, they're giving it a shot. So yeah. we'll see. I guess uh, in other news, more uh, more slightly to the financial, we've got uh, 
the uh, modern ma- or ultimate masters booster boxes have shipped. I, I know I got uh, I got mine. I want to say yesterday in the mail. Oh wow! And, Did you uh, rip into it? And oh open no! Open up that box topper. <laughs> no, no, I'm, it's going to stay in its little sealed compartment. <laughs> it will not be opened. So um, it's going to sit up there with the iconic masters and the masters twenty five and. I still think I have an Eternal Masters, although I think I sold most of those. So, so far, the Masters sets have done well for me. Like, Except for this uh, the Iconic and the M25, they're still sitting up there unsold. But um, I'm actually relatively confident. And one of the things that um, lends a little bit of confidence is... Um, so, the, so now that the cards have been released, there has been um, a massive rush to sell a lot of the singles. And uh, some of these single prices have dropped dramatically. And it's, it's important to note, you know, being a, a financial show, uh, you know, I'm not typically one to, um, you know, buy these expensive staples. But some of these suckers are, price, are, are bouncing around like crazy on the, on the eBay. Though, you know, like Liliana was, you know, as low as 38 bucks, you know. Wow. And then like two hours later, up to 55 and then down to 42, and then up to 60. So, like, the prices are just all over the place. Hmm. And I, I think there's a decent amount of panic selling and people that's trying to lock in some of the gains in, in fear that the uh, the prices are going to tank. So yeah. it, it's putting a little bit of pricing pressure on the cards, dropping them to, you know, heretofore un, unseen prices, like the, the Tarmi in the, in the low 40s. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm looking at some numbers here right now. This is courtesy of uh, MTG Goldfish that, um, you know, some of those big ones, the Cavern of Souls, for Ultimate Masters, $83. Current price, $43. And they were down as low as, uh, I want to say, the low point that was yesterday was in the 30s. I want to say wow. 33 32 Karn Liberated, so, $95, down to 54 Liliana, 92 down to 61 Snapcaster, 79 down to 42 uh, the biggest drop here looks like uh, Vengevine, uh, $45 down to 16 Yeah. So prices are, are getting hammered. And um, I, I think, honestly, that's a lot of... Uh, I think that's a lot of stores dumping a lot of their inventory. Yeah. You know, they, they, they crack these boxes. They want to sell them quick. They want to turn these things around quickly. Because I think retail... I want to say wholesale distribution price is around... I think it's between 180 and 200 a box or something. Yeah. So they want to they sell these things almost instantly. And, and turn that into like 240 to 260 bucks. And um, the nice thing is that um, even so now the expected value per box is I want to say 230 or 240, okay. but the price for sealed boxes is holding at 280. Mm. So usually uh, for current run sets, the expected value and the price per box is pretty tight. It's pretty close. Okay. So in this case, that's not the case. So the actual sealed product is maintaining a higher price point than its expected value. That doesn't happen often. Um, it happened relatively recently with Ixalan as uh, those were not very opened boxes, and the price per box, um, the price per box, you know, went up to uh, I want to say the 120 level, 120s, which is pretty high. Um, so then what happens, of course, is um, stores open boxes. 
because the expected value is higher than the, the cost. So that's yeah. you know that's how they make their money. So whenever you get like arbitrage numbers that are substantial like that, where there's a difference that's enough to have have them start opening packs, they start opening packs. So mm -hmm. um, so it's it's nice to see that the per box price is holding, and I, I I'm still confident that that'll be um, that that'll that'll sell pretty well later. So I'm just gonna sit on that for a year or two and I, I'm still too rich for my blood to to, to pay the uh, uh, or whatever it is for a, a box. I, 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 it, it is pricey to sit on that. And I want to say I got it in at two sixty three. It was two sixty two ninety nine. Yeah. I believe is what. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I, I have a hard time devoting that much money into this. I could I could stand yeah. I could stand a, a standard type box of. You know, between like 80 100. and 100, but uh, that that's just a, too much to swallow for me. Yeah, it is. It is a huge. You know what it is? It ties up your 250 bucks for like two years. It, know, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's a big, big, uh, big chunk yeah. right there. You know, it's like. Plus, you got other things to spend your money on, like baby formula right now. So. Exactly. There's plenty of other expenses <laughs> besides a box that will sit on a shelf. <laughs> Collecting dust. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, the, I mean, the benefit is, like you mentioned, I mean, it's dropped the, the prices on a lot of these cards. So if you did want to build with them or, or pick yeah. up a set. It's not a bad uh, time to do so. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not, not a bad time to do so. In fact, it's probably been the best it's been in quite some time. So, yeah, still with that note, though, I, there there's not really many of those cards that I really want to pick up. Honestly. You know, you know, if if I had a reason to, if I was playing in a modern tournament or something, and I needed my my Lilianas, I probably would I probably would have already had them by now. You know, yeah, but, exactly. But, uh, it's kind of a it's an expense that I, I wouldn't I, I'm not a fan of buying 30 something 40 something dollar cards mm -hmm. in, in hopes of then flipping them later, you know. I'm more of a sealed product guy at those levels, you know. I'll buy singles that are like sub ten, you know, below ten dollars. But once they get over ten, I'm like, oof, I don't know. I, mean, I I agree. You you say have you know your price point where? Yeah, where I start to cringe a little bit. Exactly, exactly. So, and mostly because it requires a lot of organization too. Like you got to really keep your you got to really keep your individual cards well organized. You got to keep everything really tight. You got to know where they are when you want to sell them. You want to know where they are. You know you got to pay attention to the single card prices. It, it is a little bit of an effort, but um, you know that's why we that's why we do that for you. So yeah, we're keeping know, an eye on these things. So that way uh, the listeners can just kind of you know just kind of roll with it and. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, in the future, I think in the near future, probably once this uh, series of um, uh, the undis the unreleased guilds, I think we're going to start uh, reviewing some of our previous picks and um, also make that a more regular part of our programming so that people can get a sense for how, how have we done with our picks. So. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to have that kind of loop to, to see. Yeah. Come back around and see mm -hmm. what we're up to. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's a... Good, good bit of news for the for the for the week. So if you if you don't have your modern staples and you need them, now is the time to get, get them. them. <laughs> yep, you know it's uh, it's uh, it's the time for that. So. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Did you want to move on to some of your picks here? Yeah, let's go uh, into it. So we've been we've got as, the Orzhov week. Yeah, if everyone's been staying tuned here, we've been going through the different guilds uh, that are upcoming in the new Ravnica Allegiance and. Uh, so, sorry, we, we've talked about Simic, 
And we've talked about... Ractos. Uh, yes, red, black. So we're moving on now to Orzov, which is uh, red, uh, black, white. Yeah, one of my favorite of the colors, probably of the guild colors. I, I think it's probably my preference. Pretty good. I, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, in the past, Orzov has been... Uh, I had some weird they had mechanics. The extort. They had the extort. They had extort. I really liked extort. Uh, I think that's pretty powerful. And yeah, the, the even weirder one, uh, Haunt, way back. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which was just kind of an odd death trigger kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, so I like, we'll, like we'll see if any of those come back into to play here or something similar. What are your thoughts on uh, mechanics that we might see? Any guesses? Yeah, you know, that's no. another thing I thought maybe we should try to guess what mechanics might mechanics. be. Mechanics, yeah, you know, I, I, I think we we we're, might see um, more of a rise in spirits. We've, we've, there's been a bit of a spirit uh, resurgence sub theme and and um, resurgence here. We had, um, I think, the new uh, spirit lord as well. The uh, supreme phantom um, was fairly recent. Yep. Um, so possibly something more with spirits, and then after that, you know, it's 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 anyone's guess. I think. I think still, you know, some traditional things of sacrificing, uh, sacrifice outlets, um, uh, life. Yeah, I, I think we're I think we're due for some sacrifice stuff. You know, I, I I don't think we've had as much as I think we could because the Orzov every once in a while you'll see they have thralls and stuff as well. So yep. I, I think we're due for. I think we might be due for some sacrifice stuff or some funny graveyard shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that part. Maybe it's it's time for uh, uh, something more graveyard related. I'm trying to think of how that would would vary though, because we've seen we've seen some more graveyard stuff recently. I I feel with um, what was it, an Ixalan, I guess, with um, or uh, um, the uh, undergrowth. There's been uh, yep. kind of graveyard related. Uh, and we've got the, the um, very related things. Yeah, the, we've got that uh, surveil that throws things into the graveyard. Throws things into the graveyard. So I feel like we might be due for a graveyard mechanic with uh, with the uh, Orzov. I think we we haven't seen a hard you know strict graveyard mechanic with them yet, and I think it fits the flavor. So I think we might be due for something like that. Either that or some sort of sacrifice thing. That's my thought. Sacrifice you know, thing. We'll yeah. See. I mean, I'm sure there's probably... I wouldn't be surprised some more zombie stuff. Uh, there's always a couple zombies around. Um, yeah. I could almost see, like, even something where, like, every time one of your creatures goes to the graveyard, your opponent takes a damage, or something like that. You know, I could see yeah. some mechanic like that. Some sort of, you know, trigger upon entering the graveyard, or, or something. You know, we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's all conjecture. Sometimes Absolutely. it's fun to guess, you know. But Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I'm something more tokens of some sort. I, I can see that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some more sort of enchantments that are, I, I don't know, kind of crippling enchantments. Like when this creature dies, you gain something or, I, I don't know, some, something yeah. else. I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll soon see. Did you want to throw out your... Uh... Yeah, I had a couple picks. You know, I gotta say, uh, when I looked through the cards, and I, I wrote down a bunch of picks, and, but, I, you know, I, I felt that out of all of them, nothing really just really jumped yeah, into my mind and said, this is, you know, a definite, you know, definite card that... I could, I could see that. I, no, I could I believe that, too. I feel, yeah. 
feel really strongly about the card pool that was there. But there are some things I think that are still worth worth looking at. Um, the first one I had here, this is uh, curious from if Ixalan. we ever have in any uh, overlap. We'll find out. Oh yeah, that's always yeah. curious. I, I, I think I could have some guesses about what you might pick. You know what? I don't have any. Especially Ixalan. one. I have one guess. Uh, <laughs> I will say if, we'll see if it's right. All right. Um, so one of my picks here was um, from Ixalan, Ashes of the Abhorrent. Uh, this is a white card. It's white enchantments. It's it's one colorless, one white mana. Uh, we talked about graveyards. This is right up that alley. Uh, players can't cast spells from graveyards or activate abilities of cards in graveyards. Whenever a creature dies, you gain one life. So this this might go along with the graveyard theme, or it might go work the opposite, depending on what comes out, and be a, a sideboard graveyard hate card. <laughs> I see. Yeah, this is not bad. It's yep. so cheap, and it does multiple things. I like all... It, it's yeah. stopping casting, it's stopping activated abilities, and it gives you life. I mean, yeah, a little bit of life gain. I, I like it. Triple play on that one. Um, I, I like it. I so, like it. And right now, it's only you know about 25 cents or so. Yeah, uh, it's a great deal. I don't think it's going to get too high ever. I mean, maybe $3 or something max. Uh, but I, I could see that it could have some synergies, especially if it's such a low casting cost. Um, you know, it's it's really easy to play. Yeah, it's not bad, not bad. Yeah. So, do you have I've any? Got, um, pick? <clears throat> I do. So, my my first pick is uh, a little bit higher on the cost spectrum that I like to go with the picks, but it's still not anything too obscene. I feel that this is probably my my highest overall confidence pick, and um, there's a couple of reasons for that. The first is that it's mythic, so it's it's a okay. little bit yeah. a little bit more um, restricted. The second is that it has fantastic uh, casual appeal and okay. um, good go in commander decks and even just general decks as well. And um, and it fits the Orzhov theme, assuming we end up with token generation. Uh, I'm going to take a guess um, here. Does the first letter begin with B? No, it does not. Oh, okay. All right. No, it does I'll not. This is um, a mythic enchantment. It's white. It's two white and uh, three colorless, and it's divine intervention. Oh. And uh, very divine intervention's um, it's a gut, it's a very powerful effect. It says uh, if one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, create that many four four white angel flying to- flying vigilance tokens instead. So that is pretty much game winning when you've got a token generation. So and you know and tokens and are so common in this game, you know that creature tokens galore, and typically in white. You know you've got white and green creature tokens, you've got white and red creature tokens, you've got creature tokens, but most every which way. You know mostly white is somehow involved in the token generation. So this card at three dollars and sixty cents, while a little bit high, I think will hold its value moving forward. I don't think you have to worry about it dropping too much. And I could see it spiking if we have some sort of, like, black-white tokens standard style deck, which I think could happen. So um, if that happens, this card goes to 12 bucks. And if it doesn't, I think it'll slowly creep up, like, like in-demand commander cards to probably, you know, an $8 level. It may take a little while, but it really just depends on what, what gets released. But I'm confident that this one shouldn't really go down. So I think you're, you're safe with this pick, because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Okay. So, wait, number so one, wait, you mean Divine Visitation? Divine, you know what I say? The intervention. 
Oh that's god, different. yeah. That is a yeah, card, yeah. but that's no, like crap. Divine visitation. Yeah, my my fault on that one. Okay. Oh that's, yeah. I, I know what you were talking about, but just to be clarified. Oh yeah, heck yeah. Oh god, yeah. Divine intervention's the old card. It's a, like a legends card or whatever with that little bird falcon thing on yep. it. Yeah, divine visitation is what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Whenever you create a token, you get a four four angel vigilant token. Yeah. So divine that's visitation. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number one pick. My high, my highest confidence pick as well. Nice. My uh, my next pick here uh, is an, uh, one, another one here from Ixalan. Uh, this is the Blood Craze Paladin. He is uh, one colorless, one black mana. He's a vampire knight. He's a one-one creature. He's got flash, and he enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each creature that died this turn. So. You know, we're talking about graveyard, creature removal. I think this guy is, he's just a real, I think, cheap, you know, easy-to-play card that could, could fit in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have a deck that's heavy in removal. You have a deck that's with vampires. You know, it's always nice to have flash. Uh, I think you can you can kind of work this guy in, in in a bunch of different ways. And... You know, and the plus one counters too. There's always you know themes with the plus one counters, and I, I like him for he's an ultra cheap pickup. Uh, well, I'll put that yeah. out there right now too. You can get this guy super cheap. It's like twenty uh, cents. Exactly. So you can't go wrong with him. I I think he's a he's a pretty good little vampire. You might have to build around him a little bit, but um, you know he he could definitely pull it off. Excellent. Excellent. So. Yeah, I like it. I like it, especially if you've got like sacrifice things, things of that nature. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I've got um, my my second pick is um. Let me guess. Long... Let me guess. Let me oh, guess. Okay. I'm gonna Go say, does it start with the letter M? It does not. Ah, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Keep going then. This one is um is a rare. This one's kind of along the lines of uh, your more recent pick. It's a it's a much less expensive card. And um, it's a rare from M19. It is two black and a colorless. It's a black uh, legendary creature, and it's called um, Israith the Awakener. Uh, Isareth the Awakener. And this card is 40 cents. It is three mana for a 3-3 death touch with the upside that says whenever it attacks, you may pay X. When you do, return target creature card with converted mana cost of X from your graveyard to the battlefield oh. with a corpse counter on it. Yep. If that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead. So basically, she's a 3-3 death touch for three. When she attacks, she grabs something from the graveyard, pops it into play. And uh, so this is just making plays off the off the graveyard is effectively sure, sure. my thought on that. And it's, it's, it's on curve or better than curve for what it does. 3-3 three, three for three with death touch and upside is um it's a human wizard so i i think okay. not a bad not a bad card i could see that uh you know really just depending on you know if you're dumping cards into your graveyard and then bam you want to slap them into play you, you drop this girl and you start you start bringing out critters so not only that she's she's gonna get some kills she's gonna they're either not gonna block her because the death touch or they are and she's gonna kill something bigger than three three so oh, sure you know so that's my uh, my second pick. Isareth the Awakener. That card again? Is- it's called Isareth. I S A R E T H. Isareth the Awakener. 
She's got like a, a vulture, like a turkey vulture on her head or something. <laughs> like, and um, it's a pretty good card. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if you've seen that online or whatever. It's uh, people. I have seen it in the arena. It's in some of my decks on the arena, and it's always it always goes over well for me every time. Isn't I'm it? never unhappy to get this card in my hand. Let me put it that way. Hmm. So. Good. I don't think I've uh, seen too much of it. One. Yeah. I mean, three mana for three three is is fair as a fair price to pay. Three mana for three three with death touch bonus, and then dropping critters from your grave into play even yeah, more I bonus. Think that, that is a perfect pick. Uh, so I think it just fits the Orzov theme, and I, I think it's, it's you know it's a good card. And uh, yeah. So and I, I think that one could be built around in the future too. So I I, I think at forty cents, yeah, tough to go wrong with that bad boy. Yeah, agreed, agreed. You know, I really thought you were going to go with um, Mausoleum Secrets. Oh, gosh, what's that one? Let me see. You used it on the arena. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah, you used, used it on the arena. Have. That's why I was saying it. So I was like, oh, that's, that's it's going to be that one. <laughs> trying to find out what that one does. That's the um, search through your library based on the <sighs> features in the grave. Yeah, I think that one's already kind of pricey, though. That one's the uh, that one's the new demonic tutor. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a demonic tutor. Mm-mm, yeah, I can't find it for some reason. Let's see, Maz- mausoleum uh, mausoleum secrets. secrets. Okay, let's see how much is that bad boy? Oh my gosh, it's only fifty cents. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's pretty cheap. <laughs> oh, it is pretty cheap. I just assumed it would be a lot. Oh, no, no. What I get for being cheap. a, a yeah. oh, that's somewhat surprising, huh? Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised that one's as cheap it is, especially with all the, um, oh, what's that blue-black uh, mechanic of throwing things in the grave? All the surveils around. Surveil, yeah. You know, because you could build your graveyard. Eh, that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Hmm. I guess it's con- conditional, so I guess that's why it's not as sought after. But. Yeah, yeah. Man, that is a tempting one, but no, I still actually still like my still like my girl. Okay. I, I like uh, right. I like how she drops <laughs> things into play. You know, I like how she's she's a beater, and uh, she's hard to block, and she's just on curve. I mean, she's the kind of card I would search up with the Mausoleum Secrets. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. pretty good. <clears throat> so very good. So I think that's about it for this week. So I, I think. So I think I'm, to uh, to recap on our cards, I had uh, <laughs> Ashes of the Abhorrent and Blood Crazed Paladin, and Devin had uh, Divine Visitation. Yes. And Isareth the Awakener. Absolutely. So check those all out. Pretty good deals on all of those. Nothing was terribly expensive. No, no. no. Also, uh, check out the website, too. Check it out. Yeah, go to there. We've got, uh, you know, as always, we have new episodes here dropping every Thursday. Um, You check out the website. Check out uh, YouTube. Check out Arena. Um, We always have something going on here. And uh, we've got some more, uh, two more guilds to go, I think, right? We do. We've got um, Gruul, and we've got uh, Azorius. Yes. So. Exactly. Oh wait, did we see no, Azorius? No, we did. No, we saw Azorius. The um, we have Gruul for we sure. Have Gruul. Um, we're we're very well organized. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> well, Gruul is going to be next week, so that's what we'll do. Yes. <clears throat> Stay tuned for Gruul. Very good. And um, as always, uh, may your picks always be profitable. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Later. See ya.